cheering for our communities. Out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. All right, it's my pleasure to be joined by an absolute champion. You know all the exploits on the field, on the pitch, but I think it's the impact she's having off the pitch that we really want to focus on today. She's a, she's a champion young lady, got to remember she's young, and her name's Millie Kerr, and uh, she's done some big things around the country, and I've been lucky enough to be joined by with you today for the day, even though you uh, got my jet boat stuck, and we had to go pushing on the Waimakariri River, but uh, it's been fun. How you doing, Millie? I'm going good. It's been it's been a good day. Reversing roles now after me <laughs> interviewing you for hours this morning, um, and yeah, good good day out on the river. Uh, Izzy told me to do a 360, so I I gave it a go. First first nudge on the the jet boat got us stuck, and we're all in the water pushing it out. But got some good shots from it. Got some um, good content. I told you to do a little turn, <laughs> little turn, and you just full turn, and we did a 360. Got stuck. Had to push. Yeah, cameraman spoke to me before we went out and said your job to get him in the water. So I achieved it. That was just the goal of today, I think. Today's just a bloopers reel. And we've been having an enjoyable day. We've had a big morning so far. Um, but you've asked me to come along and talk about my journey into to mental health. You're doing some work, your own project with I Am Hope. Can you just delve into that a little bit more? What's it about? What, what, what made you get into this? Yeah, it's been... Um, pretty cool journey for me being able to do this work with I Am Hope and I'd gone through I guess my struggles with mental health um, I guess it's a continuous journey but um, where I hit rock bottom was kind of 2020, 2021 and then got myself into a better place um, and just thought this is how I feel. I've seen family members and friends struggle a lot and knew how alone I felt during those times and wanted other people to not feel alone and for also other people to know how to help. Um, So I just thought the more we can normalise the conversation and talk about it and hear people's stories that it actually affects us all Mm. and actually viewing depression, anxiety, all of that as an illness, Um, sometimes because it's not necessarily Mm. physical, it's invisible. And so you don't necessarily know what to say, what to do, how to empathise or anything. So, yeah, I got in touch with Mike King and told him my idea and how I wanted to interview a range of different people and kind of went from there. Got a good guy, uh, Hamish Johns, doing all the film and editing and he's been awesome to work with. And um, I've got to meet and talk to some pretty incredible people along this journey the first series was eight people um some high profile some not so high profile which was good because then i guess you can relate to it as your everyday person um and yeah and then this year we're releasing another um three episodes with yourself and brad smaler and tegan yorith so um it's exciting and it's work i'm very passionate about um and a space that um, it's obviously, it affects so many people mm. and it affects us here in New Zealand and the system is broken. So um, it's, I guess, for me, special to hopefully be making a difference in this space. Well, you certainly are. You're, you're out there, you're standing tall, you're loud and proud and you're sharing the me- message. But I think that's the big thing we can take from this. It, it affects everyone. 
you know, it doesn't matter what walk of life you've you've lived and you're living at the moment, it can happen to anyone. And I think the stories that you've been able to share and you are going to continue to share is shedding light on, on the struggles around the country. But yeah, what is what is achievement in this role, in this kind of industry? Like it's an industry that's been spoken about at length, but we still haven't really scratched the surface. So, you know, for you to feel like you're making a difference what does that look like yeah it's a hard question i think mm. i won with i am hope knowing that they're offering free counseling uh to people under 25 in new zealand is all why i guess i wanted to par- partner with them um and i think when i first started this video series i kind of said if each video saves one person's life that's that's eight lives of that these videos have saved so I think um, from what I've been through from what I've seen others go through it was the fact that you feel so alone and and that there's no hope Mm. in those dark moments Um, and to be able to visually see and hear people talk about hope that they were in that place and you can come out of it is probably where I hope that if someone's struggling and watching they you know, they mm. find some bit of hope to kind of carry on and, and and keep going. So I think for me, I guess that's a little bit of what success is for me and just, yeah, normalising the conversation because the more normalised it is, hopefully people, one, don't feel like they're a burden, they're weird, mm. you know, they shouldn't be feeling like this. And, yeah, like you said, it's everywhere. You know, we all have physical health, we all have mental health. It's the same thing. How uh, important is your family? You know, like, I've seen your dad. He obviously shared his story last year in, in a video. And, you know, I saw the tears and all the emotions uh, running down his face. And, um, you know, I know you're really close to your family. And I see it on your socials. They're really important to you. Yeah, my family's everything. I'm just so lucky. Um, mm. We grew up um, with... So my mum and dad wanted more kids, but then my mum got breast cancer. So they couldn't, mm. but fortunately, had heaps of cousins growing up, and we all lived about two minute a two minute walk from each other, and it was just an open door policy. You know, people would wake up in the morning, and there'd be eight of the kids <laughs> having breakfast. Mom nice. would be like, oh hi. <laughs> um, so that was kind of how we grew up, and it was sport and music. That's mm. we grew up having barbecues, and it was yeah, sport. And Are you pretty talented on the? No, not that talented. Instruments? Come on, you no. play a bit of gat, don't you? Uh, I, because my family's so musical, when I finished school, I was like, oh, I'm useless. <laughs> I was like, I need to offer this family something. So I taught myself the guitar. But yeah, compared to my family, they all laugh at me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, music. I love music and sport because it brings people together. And I think Beautiful. that's what my fa- I've been around my family. That's, that's kind of their two passions. And um, yeah, for me, they're just... I remember people always saying to me, who were your role models growing up? Thinking, I'd say, like, athletes. But my role models were always my mum, my dad, my aunties, my uncles. Awesome. And they were just genuine good people. Because they're real. Yeah. They're right there through it all. And I think that's always was their reminder. Like, you're playing the sport you love. Mm. You work hard and you do your best. But always be a good person first. And I think, yeah, they just shaped me to who I am today. Um, I guess a lot of my values probably are from my upbringing. And they've been there for me through it all. Um, my dad, speaking, was massive. I'd never seen him cry growing up. And 
him doing that video. I think raising awareness for parents as well. And also just seeing how broken he was um, and everyone in my family. So, yeah, it was yeah, it was my family that got me through my struggles. And, yeah, they're, yeah, they're the world to me. And my family values are very strong just because I've grown up in this close family. And I probably didn't realize that that's not normal. Mm. But that's been my normal and I'm very lucky. Mate. The, the, no doubt the proudest moment of their lives, seeing you being open and, and helping others. You know, it's it's very courageous for what you're doing and we need more people in our lives like yourself. Um, you know, you're not the only one that's achieving in the family. you got your sister, Jess. Tell us about growing up, you know, like, was it like my brothers and sisters scrapping all the time, competing for everything, competing for that last sausage on the plate? What was it like? Jess used to beat me up. <laughs> I was a little wuss. I'd I'd run away, curl up into a ball in the corner and just like let her punch me and bite me and all of that. But now we get along really well, Jess and I. We used to yeah, she used to beat me up as a kid. But and I, was, I feel your pain. Yeah, I, feel I was you. just the sensitive child that like mm. yeah. That's me. Soggy Bubba, mummy's yeah. boy. I like mum mum and dad put me in time out once and I cried so much I vomited because the thought of disappointing my parents broke me. So I was always the real softy. Uh, <laughs> but no, growing up was pretty cool. I played most of, I play, so I played boys sport mm. um, growing up, which was awesome. You would have smoked them too, eh? Uh, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, but yeah, played with my cousins as well. And my sister was more into running, so we never really mm. competed. Like running was her thing and cricket was mine. Uh, I got dragged along to her running sessions, which was fun. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, and then just she's had her fair share of health issues. And mm. I think for me, seeing that at a young age as well and how she carried on about it, she's pretty resilient. And then she um, couldn't run anymore because of her, her shins. So she got into cricket and, yeah, now playing for the White Ferns. Awesome. Getting to represent our country together which there's a few how is that yeah well there's a few, few families in new zealand that mm. do that um but yeah it's it's the singing the national anthem together we've had a few tours where she's been injured so it's just been me or when i took a break from my mental health and it, it's weird not having her there now um when she is injured so yeah it, it's so special and you know you obviously want your team to do well you personally want to do well but then yours and for me, there's a bias. I always yeah. want my sister to do well. So it's just nice getting to share those experiences together. And because we're so close and family's a big part when you're traveling the world, you have family with you. Um, so that makes it makes it even more so special. From the backyard to donning the silver fern out there playing for the white ferns, it's so cool to see. And what a special moment. Let's just quickly touch on some cricket because wouldn't it be, it'd be remiss of me not bringing it up, but yeah, you're off. You're out of here. You're off to London, and you're going to play over in London for a couple of weeks. What else is coming up? You excited for that journey, that part of your life? Yeah, I am excited. It's um, definitely like travel's part of the job, and mm. that's pretty cool. You get to see the world and, and play the sport you love. You obviously miss your people, but um, I think travelling again since well, after COVID, it's been a real blessing. Um, but yeah, excited to head to London, play in the 100, and then I'll come home for a couple of weeks, and the White Ferns are heading to South Africa. So that's going to be a real important series mm. for us, uh, for 
called IWC, IWC points um, to qualify. There's for so the many, so many new formats, yeah. new competitions. I can't keep up. I don't know the names either. <laughs> I'm playing in it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, no, it's um, exciting. We've got that coming up, and we've got a big home summer after that with Pakistan and England, uh, both coming to New Zealand and then playing for the Blaze as well. So, yeah, it's an all-year-round thing now, but it's awesome. I love it, and I love the chance to, you know, you spend your winters growing up or whatever, training, working hard, and to get that opportunity to then express yourself on the world stage is always yeah. always good fun. Oh, you do that effortlessly, uh, Melly. We appreciate you coming on the show. And remember, this is your home for cricket. We've got the rights to broadcast all your games on SCNZ, and we're, we're very proud of that, and we know it's going to be a huge summer ahead. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in the mental health space. Um, you know, got to share my story with you today, and you've, you've paid me back. <laughs> and you got on the cans with me, and I really Paid appreciate you back it. In the water. Yeah, mate, you made me have to get out and push on my one knee. And I was, and you just, you just stood in the boat and filmed me and laughed. And I said, like, "This is your problem. This is your fault." Well, I got stuck. Ah, uh, no, nah, it was good fun. It was good fun. Keep up the great work, and uh, yeah, well done. Appreciate you. Thanks, Susie. There we go, lads. Good to catch up with Millie. Um, she's such a good chick, man. And uh, doing some cool things in the mental health space. Hope you enjoyed that, boys. That was so good. So, so good. And, you know, I've been reflecting on this all week because you get um, you get hung up in just your own sort of life at the moment, but you forget about what other people are going through. And, you, and I've been reading mm. a couple of comments about um, some of the footballers and some of the, the, the FIFA, FIFA ladies at the moment, and and some of them are unsavoury, mate. You know what I mean? And you, you get that <laughs> feeling when Millie's talking about um, actually what they're going through these days. Like back in my day, Izzy, thank God we never had um, social media because mm. we, we weren't <laughs> – can you imagine – could you imagine someone <laughs> saying to Kurt Sorensen, like, you're crap? You know, mm. and and <laughs> I'm you know I'm going to do something terrible to you, like yeah, mate. He'd probably find out where that person lived. It's mm. you know it's it's and you put that into context. She puts it all into context for me and saying you know I've got to take a a, a bit of a break. You know just because I get it. Like they're under so much pressure anyway on the on the field, whether whatever sport they're playing, and then they've got to cop it off and 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 you know harden up and get on with it the old saying you know what I mean it's just it's a different world these days and uh, there was a yep. fantastic chat awesome awesome lads so we'll better shoot off we'll come back and uh, Kempi's off the back fence but I hope you appreciated uh, Millie Kerr being open and uh, sharing the stories I'm not I'm not afraid to say it, but I've got my own mental health struggles and I go through it on a daily and it's a constant uh, journey. You never really get to the end of it but as long as you're aware and uh, you acknowledge it um, that's the first step in, in heading in the right direction. Uh, you're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this winter.